Welcome to the Rooflines Podcast, the weekly podcast produced by Virginia Realtors, where you get real talk about real estate in Virginia. Each week, we break down trends in the housing market and make sense of what's going on in Virginia's real estate industry. Today on Rooflines, we're taking a peek into the future, a future that's already starting to take shape, quite literally, even here in Virginia. We're talking about 3D printed houses. What are they? How does it work? And what advantages could this new technology bring to the housing industry? We'll also take a look at what challenges lie ahead in this space. Hi there, and welcome to Rooflines. I'm Lisa Sturdivant, Chief Economist with Virginia Realtors, and as always, joined by Ryan Price, the Association's Deputy Chief Economist. Hey there, Ryan. Hey, Lisa. How are you today? I'm good. I'm looking forward to jumping into this fascinating topic today. Yeah, me too. You know, I've always been intrigued by these 3D printed homes, you know, I've been hearing more and more about, you know, I've seen them pop up in headlines from time to time over the years. And and now it seems the technology is really starting to, to gain traction. I've heard about them before, too, but now we're even starting to see them here in Virginia, right? That's right. There was an exciting story out of the Williamsburg area just a few months ago. Habitat for Humanity just finished their first 3D printed home for a local family there. Yeah, in fact, the home built by the Habitat for Humanity Peninsula and Greater Williamsburg is the first 3D Habitat home in the nation. Uh, props to the Habitat team and really everyone who is bringing this groundbreaking technology to good use here in Virginia. Absolutely. Such a big milestone, you know. And there was also a, a 3D printed home produced in Richmond last year hmm. through a partnership with Virginia Tech and Virginia Housing. And it seems like we're just getting started with this trend, you know, 3D printed homes. They're really gaining momentum here in the U.S., but as we'll get into in a few minutes, you know, hurdles still remain before this trend can really play a bigger role in the housing industry, at least here in the U.S. Yeah, there's a lot to cover with these types of homes from the benefits and, as you mentioned, some of the drawbacks or current limitations. Yeah, and we also talked briefly about, you know, where they are being built, or should I say printed uh, very funny. Uh, but before we get into those things, I think it might be helpful for our listeners, maybe those who haven't heard of these types of homes, if we talk a little bit about exactly what a 3D printed home is. What are we talking about here? Yeah, that's a good idea, Lisa. Um, so a 3D printed home is a home that's built using a large 3D printer. Now, usually when we think of 3D printers, we might think of a smaller, you know, smaller items being printed, things like plastic molds, or prototypes of products, you know, but we're just scratching the surface of what this technology can do. Hmm. I've even heard of the medical field using 3D printed prosthetic limbs. That is really crazy. So for the 3D printed homes, it's the same technology as those smaller items, but just at a bigger scale? Yeah, that's right. You know, same technology, but applied at a much larger size and with material that is specific to construction. And so the way it works is the house is designed by architects specifically for this type of construction method. And then the specifications of those designs are programmed into the 3D printer. The printer is then brought out to the lot or the site where the house will go. And similar to traditional construction, the lot would need to be graded and prepared for construction you know, before the printing begins and with a typical foundation or slab would need to be constructed first. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, the, they prepare the lot, um, prepare and program the printer, and then they bring it out to where the house will go? That's right. Um, at that point, the printer starts to implement the home design that was programmed in. It prints a specialized 
concrete material in small layers through a nozzle that moves along a track system. And so each layer of concrete is usually about an inch or so thick and it prints all of the walls and it's programmed to create openings for windows and doors and also smaller openings for pipes and electrical wires like while it's printing. Hmm. And so the layers are printed from the floor upward and it repeats these small layers over and over until the main part of the structure is complete. And I read somewhere that uh, that habitat house that we mentioned down in the Williamsburg area had 167 of these one inch concrete layers printed. Oh, wow. That is so interesting. And then once the printer finishes putting down the layers of concrete, traditional construction methods are still needed, right? For the roof and to install the windows, doors and other interior finishings. The printer is only used for the walls of the structure. That's right. Yeah, most of the structure is made of the 3D printed concrete material, but other elements need to be built uh, without the printer. But uh, because the walls, you know, they're such a large part of the home and because it's an automated machine, you know, it really saves a lot of time. Um, but we can get into some of the benefits more here in a minute. Okay, that makes sense. I'm so curious though, what you talked about saving time. What type of time savings are we talking about? How long does it take to print a home? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, I mean, the data is still coming in on this, so we don't have a lot of examples to measure. But the case studies that are out there indicate that it's much faster than traditional construction. For example, the Habitat home in Williamsburg, the main structure, so the walls, they were printed in a period of just 28 hours. Oh my gosh, one day. That is crazy. Yep, the walls are printed in about a day. But there's still quite a bit of work to do on the home with installing the roof and other features. You know, I'm not sure exactly how long the Habitat home took, but uh, from what I've read, about other examples, it takes anywhere from a few days for a very small single room home up to three to four months to complete a larger 3D printed home with several bedrooms. Well, it's definitely much faster than the timeline we hear for traditional construction, which had been in the six to nine month range, at least before the pandemic. So these 3D printed homes really could be a game changer in terms of how long it takes to get new homes built and occupied. Um, but what are some of the other key benefits of this construction method that you've heard of, Ryan? You know, in addition to the time savings, I've heard that um, 3D printed homes also produce less construction waste, apparently, because of the efficiency and the precision of the printing. And so they're more environmentally friendly uh, in that regard. And then I heard that, uh, you know, a typical 3D printed home only generates about 30% of the waste that a normal construction project produces. You know, the walls of the home are printed on demand, on site, uh, in the exact amount needed, you know, and also if, if there is some extra material that's not used, apparently it's easy to reuse it on future printing projects. That's a really great benefit. Um, you know, another benefit that I've been reading about, and this is a huge one, is affordability. 3D printed homes can cost much less to build, so there could be pretty big implications for the affordable housing space. There are savings in terms of the raw materials that are used. There are logistical savings like less need for staging areas or material storage areas, transportation of materials, things like that. And there are lower labor costs because the machine is doing most of the work that would typically be done by hand. There is a huge shortage of moderate priced housing in Virginia and maybe in the years to come, 3D printed homes can help to fill some of this need. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so there, there seems to be quite a few important benefits that we covered. 
Um, it appears to take less time to construct a 3D printed home. From the examples that we've seen, there's less waste produced and it generally costs less. So let's think about what are some of the downsides um, of this construction method? Well, I'd imagine that these 3D printers aren't cheap. So there's likely a high cost of entry into this type of market, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that is true. You know, from what I've heard of 3D construction printer costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's really just for the equipment that doesn't include the materials and the skilled labor to use the machine. And then another big constraint at this point is that there's kind of a gap between how fast the technology is advancing and then how building codes and other regulations can be adopted. With 3D printing, you know, it's not only a completely new construction method, but there's also not a standardized material. You know, each builder or design firm can have its own proprietary mixture of the concrete. Mm -hmm. And this can vary, you know, by printer, this can vary by the climate of where the project is located. So when we think about it from the sort of inspection and safety lens, it's really the permitting, I think, that can be a challenge with these types of homes at the moment. You know, local jurisdictions don't have the regulations in place for reviewing these types of homes in many cases. That does seem like a pretty big one. It'll be important for standardized building codes to be developed and adopted for this type of technology as we move forward. But we are starting to see some places around the country where 3D printed homes are beginning to gain some traction. Yeah, that's right. You know, and at the moment, um, Lisa, Austin, Texas seems to hmm. be sort of at the forefront of the 3D printed homes in the U.S. You know, in addition to having the first uh, locally permitted home there in Austin, there are also plans in the works to build an entire community of over 100 3D printed homes in the area wow. in the coming few years. Um, in addition to Texas, you know, Habitat for Humanity, they also just completed another 3D printed home in Tempe, Arizona, which will be occupied soon. Now, when we think about like outside of the U.S., adoption of uh, this construction method seems to be a little further along. You know, there have been 3D printed homes built in many parts of Europe and Asia since the mid 2010s. Now, in these earlier cases, they were, you know, more experimental prototype homes. But since then, there have been even uh, multi-story homes 3D printed in parts of Asia. That's really impressive. Definitely exciting times for sure. Oh, no doubt. You know, we'll be keeping a close watch on how this technology continues to progress. You know, it's such huge implications for the housing industry in the future. And also, you know, if listeners out there uh, want to share their thoughts on this new approach to housing or have questions about it, feel free to email us at rooflines at virginiarealsers.org. Okay, everyone stick around. I've got a pop quiz for Lisa. Okay, Lisa, are you ready for your quiz? I am. Let's hear it. Okay, so the very first family in the world to reside in a 3D printed house moved into their home in 2018. Can you guess which country they lived in? Okay, so which country the first 3D printed home uh, someone moved into? I'm going to guess somewhere where the economy might be changing rapidly from a rural economy to a more global economy. I'm thinking maybe Vietnam. That's my guess. That makes a lot of sense. Um, it is not Vietnam, though. It's quite far okay. from there. <laughs> it was in France, actually. Oh, huh. the uh, the 3D printed home was in not France. It was completed in 2018. It's a, a little over a thousand square feet, has four bedrooms for this family of five. 
Um, the printing part of the construction took about 55 hours to complete. And then the remainder of the construction elements took about four months. And the home was even designed to curve around uh, some 100 year old protected trees that were on the site. How cool is that? That is that is very cool. Okay, let's bring it a little closer to home. Lisa, can you guess the size of the Habitat for Humanity 3D printed home in the Williamsburg area? Oh, um, let's see. I'm going to guess 1,200 square feet. Correct. That's oh. spot on. <laughs> yep, it's 1,200 square foot home. It's uh, complete with three bedrooms, two bathrooms, an open floor plan, and from the looks of it, a, a great front porch. That's really awesome. What a great project. Okay, that's it for this week as we close out this episode of Rooflines. Here's your smart stat, a new statistic you can pull out at your next meeting. Today's number is 3.8 million. Freddie Mac estimates that the U.S. had a housing supply deficit of about 3.8 million units by the end of 2020, which is the most recent study conducted. Many anticipate that this number is now much higher as the housing market has been so busy and competitive through much of 2021. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll join us next week here on Rooflines, real talk about real estate in Virginia. And don't forget to subscribe to Rooflines on your favorite podcast platform. If you have ideas for future podcast topics, please email rooflines at virginiarealtors.org. See you next week.